Welcome to the Voice of the Caliph. You're now going to listen to the keynote address delivered by the worldwide head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazrat Mirza Masood Ahmed, may Allah be his helper, at the occasion of the inaugural reception of the Mubarak Mosque, which serves as the international headquarters of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. This blessed event took place on the 29th of June, 2019. Let's now listen to this historic address. <coughs> أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا مبتوه ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم all the distinguished guests, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Peace and blessing of Allah be upon you all. <clears throat> First of all, I would like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank all of our guests for accepting our invitation to today's event. The Ahmadiyya Muslim Communities Association with this area began approximately 35 years ago when we purchased this site on Sheep Hedge Lane and renamed it Islamabad. <clears throat> Previously, there was a boarding school here that closed in 1977 and thereafter, as far as we know, the site remained unused until it was bought by our community in the mid-1980s. The existing wooden barracks, which had previously served as classrooms and dormitories, remained structurally the same, but some internal changes were made, which enabled them to be converted into small houses where some of the workers of the Amdiya Muslim community lived happily for many years. In addition, for around 20 years, we held the annual convention of the Amdiya Muslim community here at Islamabad, an event that was attended by thousands of people from across the world each year. From 2005 onwards, the annual convention was moved to a different location because this site became too small to host it. There were considerable traffic and parking issues, which also affected the local residents. In recent years, we have been holding our annual convention in Alton and we are grateful to the local council and residents there for their generosity and cooperation in this regard. Anyway, before moving on, it would be entirely remiss of me if I did not place on record my sincere thanks 
to the local residents in this area and to the council who permitted us to hold our annual convention at Islamabad for many years and also allowed around 30 MD Muslim families to live here. Furthermore, I wish to apologize and express my regret if during that period the local residents faced any problems or discomfort on account of our annual convention or for any other reason. Certainly, this was never our intention because true Muslims have a duty to care for their neighbors and must strive to ensure that they never cause them any harm. Moving forward to the present day, I wish to offer my heartfelt appreciation and gratitude to our neighbors and to all the local residents in this area, as well as to the local council members who have shown immense generosity and proved that they are tolerant and open-minded by enabling us to redevelop this complex. As a result, we have been able to construct a beautiful mosque and build over 30 residential homes. In addition, we have been able to construct a multi-purpose hall, which we would be happy for the local community to utilize for their events whenever available. The, the uh, redeveloped complex has been built upon almost the same footprints of the previous buildings, and so the overall covered area remains similar to before. But it has now been redeveloped in a way that will serve the needs of our community far better. Consequently, once again, I wish to express my deep thanks to the local residents and to the council for their kindness, open-heartedness, and cooperation in this project. As I said, our annual convention no longer takes place here, but according to the capacity of the mosque, worshippers will come to attend the weekly Friday prayers, and so during that time, increased traffic is likely. In addition, the number of people coming to this mosque on a day-to-day -day basis has increased because of the fact that I am now living here. And so members of the community come to meet me and to offer their prayers here. As the roads in this area are quite narrow and single track, there may be occasions when the roads, uh, road traffic is slower than normal. And so, on behalf of our community, I offer our sincere apologies if the local residents ever face any delays or issues. Nevertheless, I wish to assure, assure you 
that I have instructed the members of our community to ensure that they respect the rights of the local residents at all times and that they must always drive safely, courteously, and according to the road laws. Of course, you will understand that because more people are coming here, it is not possible for me to say that there will never be any traffic or road issues. However, I can guarantee that we will endeavor to prevent any disturbance and to mitigate the effects of the increased numbers of cars passing through this area. This is our religious obligation because Islam repeatedly emphasizes the rights of one's neighbors and instructs Muslims to be considerate to their needs. For example, chapter 4, verse 37 of the Holy Quran imposes a code of moral values which true Muslims must adopt and live their lives by. And it guides them about how to interact with other members of society. Where on the one hand, the verse states that Muslims must worship Allah, the Almighty, alone and not associate any partner with him. It also commands them to show compassion and love to all mankind. First of all, the verse calls on Muslims to treat their parents with tenderness and affection. As our parents are the people who have loved us selflessly and made countless sacrifices for our benefit. Thereafter, Muslims are taught to be loving and sincere to their relatives and friends. They are taught to be sympathetic to orphans and to all people who are suffering or are vulnerable in any way. The verse then categorically states that Muslims must fulfill the rights of their neighbors, including those with whom they have personal relations and those with whom they do not. Fulfilling the rights of neighbors means that Muslims must treat their neighbors with grace and compassion and be ever ready to help them in their times of need and in times of grief. It means to respect them and to hold them in the highest regard. Furthermore, according to Islam, the definition of neighbor is extremely far-reaching. The founder of Islam, the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, stated that a person's neighbors are not just those who live in the immediate vicinity, but include at least the nearest 40 houses. Additionally, Quran teaches that a person's neighbors include his, uh, include his uh, uh, work colleagues and travel companions. In light of this, 
we consider all of the people living in this area and even those who may travel in on the roads near the site as our neighbors. Consequently, it is incumbent upon all Ahmadi Muslims, whether they live here at Islamabad, whether they live locally, or even if they just travel here to attend the prayers, to follow the laws to be considerate at all times and to fulfill the rights of our wide circle of neighbors and to try to ensure that no distress or disturbance is ever caused to them. I personally pledge that I will uphold and honor your rights and strive to care for all of you and I will continually urge the members of our community to do the same. It is great blessing for us to have been able to build this new mosque where we can join together to worship God Almighty. And we firmly believe that the opening of the mosque compels us to fulfill the rights of humanity more than ever before. Indeed, we staunchly believe that we, uh, that we can only do justice to this mosque and to the rights of Allah, the Almighty, if we are fulfilling the rights of mankind. Most certainly, our faith demands that we demonstrate and practice the best morals and conduct at all times. For example, chapter 2, verse 84 of the Holy Quran states that you must open your heart to others and be sympathetic to their needs. If the standards of an Ahmadi Muslim falls short of this, then he or she is not fulfilling the demands of their faith. To be clear, Allah the Almighty has commanded Muslims that it is not enough for them to merely worship in the mosque, but they must serve their local communities and constantly strive to help those who are in need. In fact, Allah the Almighty states that the prayers of those who fail to their duties to mankind are worthless and will never be accepted by Him. In short, where it is our religious obligation to worship God Almighty in this mosque, it is also our religious duty and an inherent part of the worship of God for us to join together to fulfill the rights of the local community and to serve God's creation. This is why wherever the Amdi Muslim community opens a mosque or has a presence, we strive to fulfill the rights of our neighbors and the wider society. In this regard, we consider it great blessing that we have been able to establish a range of humanitarian projects across the world, notably in economically deprived countries. And we especially target those areas which are particularly remote and, in, and impoverished. We seek to feed the hungry and to aid those mired in poverty. We seek to provide 
inexpensive and wherever possible free medical treatment to people who would otherwise have little or no access to health care. Thus, we have built many hospitals and established medical com uh, camps and uh, clinics in Africa and other disadvantaged parts of the world. Similarly, we have opened primary and secondary schools in the developing world that provide education to children so that they can gain literacy and the skills and knowledge through which they can arrest the vicious cycle of poverty and inequality which has plagued their communities for generations. Furthermore, engineers from our community regularly volunteer their services and travel to remote parts of the world to install water pumps or wells that provide access to clean drinking water. I have personally lived in Africa and so I have witnessed the intense levels of poverty and destitution of the local people firsthand. I have seen school-aged children walking for miles on a daily basis with large vessels, uh, vessels rested on their heads in search of water for their family use. Some are unable to go to school because of their responsibility and so are deprived of an education due to their dire circumstances. While others endure the grueling journeys outside of school hours. Given the abject poverty and uh, their desperate living standards, you cannot imagine the joy and excitement on the faces of those children and their families who we install pumps that provide them with clean and safe water from which they can drink and utilize for their domestic needs. You cannot imagine their sheer delight when they see water flowing from a tap at their doorstep for the very first time. I should clarify that all of the humanitarian and relief services rendered by our community are provided irrespective of religion or belief. It makes no difference if the people are Muslims, Christians, Hindus, Sikhs, atheists, or of any other faith or belief. Our only aspiration and motivation is to eradicate the suffering of innocent and defenseless people and to enable them to live their lives with dignity. Hence, whenever we build a mosque or center, it focuses our minds towards serving humanity even more than before. It does not matter who is suffering. We consider it our duty to comfort and support all those who are in need. This is the command of Allah, the Almighty. For example, in chapter 90 of the Holy Quran, Allah, the Almighty, instructs Muslims to free all those who are shackled by the bonds of slavery 
and servitude. It calls on Muslims to feed those who are hungry and to love and protect the weak and vulnerable, such as orphans or those afflicted by ill health. Furthermore, the Holy Quran states that those who fail to show sympathy or to aid those in need will plunge from the path of righteousness and descend onto a dark path which takes them away from the refuge of God Almighty. Thus, it is our heartfelt ambition to serve humanity. And now that we have this new mosque and center here in Surrey, we are determined to further elevate our efforts to fulfill the needs of mankind. Our humanitarian efforts are not limited to the developing world, but we also seek to contribute and give back to our local communities. <clears throat> For instance, here in the United Kingdom, our community has established an array of projects designed to help those who are suffering in this country. We regularly hold fundraising events through which we raise money for British charities. Wherever we can directly help people, we do so. But if there are certain areas we cannot reach, then we assist by partnering with the charities or relief organizations who have the ability to reach the places we cannot access. We seek no praise for this, and, our, and nor do we uh, restrict our assistance to certain people or groups. Thus, let it be clear that all of our efforts are rendered irrespective of caste, creed, or color. This is our mission, this is who we are, and this is Islam. At the end, while some of you may be well-versed in our beliefs, for the benefit of those who are not, I wish to very briefly mention that the Amdiya Muslim community was established 130 years ago in accordance with the prophecy of the founder of Islam, the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him. He foretold that after a period of around 1,400 years, a promised Messiah and Imam Mahdi, a guided one, would be sent by God Almighty from amongst his followers to revive the true and peaceful teachings of Islam. We Ahmadi Muslims believe the founder of our community was sent by God Almighty in fulfillment of that prophecy. He founded the community in 1889 in a small and remote village of India, and it has grown steadily ever since. And now, with the grace of God, the Almighty, Muslim, uh, Ahmadiyya Muslim community has spread to 212 nations across the world. No matter where our members are based, where they seek to fulfill the rights of God Almighty through His worship and by building mosques, they consider it an essential part of their faith to serve mankind. The same has been true here. 
since we acquired the Islamabad site. Ever since we came here, we have sought to assimilate into the local society, and this is proved by the fact that many of you are our old friends and acquaintances. And also by the fact that two Ahmadi Muslims who live here are members of the Waverly Council. Certainly, we have no desire to live an isolated existence. Rather, we, uh, we desire to integrate and to res be responsible citizens who serve and benefit the local community. Indeed, this is what I believe to be the definition of true integration. To be entirely loyal to your country of residence, to uphold the laws of the land, to serve your local community, and to use whatever skills or capabilities you have for the betterment of your nation. Finally, I wish to reiterate that as a means of expressing our gratitude to uh, gratitude at having been able to redevelop the site, which now serves as our community's center. All Ahmadi Muslims living here or nearby will seek to care for you and fulfill your rights more than ever before. I am certain that you will come to see with your own eyes that this mosque and center proves to be a glorious symbol of peace and service to mankind. Uh, it will prove a beacon of light illuminating the skies above with a spirit of love, mutual respect, and compassion. When, with these words, I end by once again thanking you for joining us on this joyful, uh, joyful occasion. My, may God bless you all. Thank you very much. You were listening to the keynote address that His Holiness, the fifth Caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazrat Mirza Masroor Ahmed, may Allah be his helper, delivered in 2019 at the inaugural reception of the Mubarak Mosque, which serves as the international headquarters of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. Tune in next time for another faith-inspiring episode of The Voice of the Caliph.